There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is Evangelist Tim McBay. And Lord willing, today we'll be closing out the book of Job in our study. And we thank God for the book of Job. Thank God for the things we've learned. I pray you've learned something. Uh, some of you have listened to every episode. How we're thankful for that. And I just praise the Lord gives us new direction. The Lord moves us past Psalms and Job into another endeavor. And we're going to continue with the daily doctrine devotional as long as the Lord directs us to do such. And as long as the Lord sees fit to keep us on the internet. And so we're thankful today. Uh, someone contacted us about the meeting coming up this weekend at Mon Alto, and we're certainly thankful for that. Pray folks can come out. We've invited folks, invited many folks to come out, as we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. That's in Mon Alto, Pennsylvania, there at the park, downtown Mon Alto, off of Spruce Street. And at 945, Brother Ronnie Scolton, Brother Dale Morey. And then in the evening, I believe as of now, 6 o'clock, myself and Brother Morey should be preaching. And so we're certainly looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. And then I also will be at family camp. We'll be getting that in Altman, Pennsylvania, the following Sunday. And the family camp goes all week. That's up near Punxsutawney. And you contact the folks there about staying at camp. They're pretty full up this year. You might not have a place to stay. If you're a single person, they have a bunk in a dorm somewhere. Uh, but we're certainly thankful for all those that will be there. We'll be with Evangelist R.G. Rose. He and I have been dear friends, uh, I guess, now for going on 17 years. I first met him when I started out in evangelism. And so we're thankful for Brother Rose, thankful for the ministry, thankful for the family camp. We'll be there all week. And then, Lord willing, after family camp is over, we'll be back on here with the new podcast. And so just pray for us. Pray to God to give us direction, give us understanding about the podcast. Again, we close out the book of Job. And we see Job is speaking here. And again, he says in verse 4, Here I beseech thee, I will speak, I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. This is Job speaking to the Lord. He said, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. What a great statement that is. I've heard so much about you, but now my eye has seen you. My eyes have been opened. I've been awakened to know you, Lord. And that's really where Job summarizes his walk with God. All of these chapters and all of his suffering. Now, if it was Job today, uh, men would build a memorial chapel and probably have a, a learning center and then use his name and name streets after him and publish his books and try to make money off of his books. And, you know, in a typical religion of today. But yet what Job went through is one of those marvels. What Job went through uh, was something that God used in his life. God gave us prophecy because of Job. God gave us uh, understanding beyond the norm because of what Job went through. Yet Job is known for that one thing. He's known for his patience, the patience of Job. He just waited on God. And that's where a lot of people are. They go through trials, they go through problems, they go through calamities. Every person deals with it differently. It's hard to understand how folks do go through the trials they go through without the witness of God, without the Holy Ghost uh, bringing comfort to them, without the Word of God being their help. 
but yet they pretend like everything's okay. People make that statement, oh, I'm okay with God. I'm a, me and the big man are doing all right, but the reality is they and the big man are not doing all right. We have three different people right now uh, that my wife and I, every evening, we pray for with the children. Uh, three different people that are approaching that time of crossing over. Uh, some are saved, some are lost. And what a tragedy that is to be lost without Christ. What a tragedy it is to not know the Lord Jesus Christ. We continue to pray for those folks. Uh, we've had two in our church pass away in just the last couple of months. And my wife and I have been down at the funeral home so many times this year already. We're not looking forward to being at the funeral home again. We're not looking forward to seeing someone die. Not looking forward to someone going to the throes of death. But yet those that know the Lord, they go through that with that patience. They can go through that with the understanding that there is a better day coming. There is a time that they'll be at rest. Blessed be his holy name. And God has comforted Job. God has spoke to Job. He's rebuked Job. And by the way, great trials will comfort you, but great trials will also bring reproof. Great trials of your faith will sort you out. You'll find out how far from God you really are when you go through great trials. That's part of the reason God lets you go through great trials. You need to find out how far from him you really are, how cold, how indifferent. That's why God lets you go through these things. Then Job said this, and wherefore I abhor myself, I repent in dust and ashes. Now, Job, again, doesn't have a big center named after him. He's not writing books. He doesn't have a memorial chapel. He doesn't have a monstrous cross down to mausoleum. No, he was just a man that died in faith. He was a man that believed God. He was a man that had patience with God. The reality of it is, is men like that would die today. Nobody would notice. Nobody would care. They weren't in it to make a name for themselves. Job wasn't in this to be known for his patience and known for the book of Job. At that time, he just said, all oh, that my words were now written down. And by the way, God did write them down. They were written in that iron pen. They were graven in the rock forever. God chose the words of Job to keep for a record. And as Job spake those great prophecies concerning Jesus Christ, what a glory that is. Uh, the type is here. The picture is here. That great battle of darkness and light. That great battle between uh, Satan and the Lord Jesus Christ is all through the book of Job. That wandering, that warring. So now we come down to the end of Job's suffering, and we realize that he has spoken according to Scripture. He's spoken by the Holy Ghost. His eye has seen Jesus Christ. He repents in dust and ashes. He said, I abhor myself. He realizes, even in speaking right, how far and how distant he was, how wrong he was. Was he there when God did all of these things? No, he was not. He's not God. One of the great tragedies I see in people's life is when they're so godly, that nothing, nothing bothers them, nothing phases them. They're so holy living and they're so righteous living. And they'll be glad to tell you about that. They'll be glad to tell you about what a great Christian they are. But I Brother Fane said many, many years ago before he died, he said, a spirit-filled man doesn't know he's spirit-filled. A spirit-filled man, the mark of a spirit-filled man is you'll find a man that realizes how wretched he really is. A man that realizes how vile he really is. That's where Job was. Job realized how awful he really was. Job realized how corrupted he really was. Therefore, he abhors himself. He repents in dust and ashes. And then the Lord said this. It was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. And here's why. For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. So Job spoke right of him. His friends contending with Job. By the way, a lot of things they said made sense. I've heard him preach messages out of their doctrine and make doctrine out of their messages, vice versa. And, and I've heard men say, but they didn't speak the thing concerning the Lord. That was right. It was logical. A lot of it was, was certainly made sense. It was common sense, but it wasn't what the Lord thought was right. Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering 
and my servant Job shall pray for you, for him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. So now these men that condemned Job, these men that spoke wrongfully of the Lord in condemning Job, but also they spoke wrong the thing. Why? There's no faith in them. You see it. You see it all through there. They just It's logical. It's the spirit of man. It's that inward belly. It's those things pertaining to a man. They speak right of those things, but they didn't speak right concerning the Lord. Therefore, they offer seven rams. And by the way, found that interesting. There's seven bullocks. They go to Job. The Lord said this, and I love this passage. He said, for him will I accept. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How wonderful it is to be accepted of God. Now, you and I today, the only way we're accepted of God is not by our cleanness, it's not by our righteousness, it's not by how holy we are, not by how holy we live, it's whether or not we have the Son of God. That's how God accepts us. And by the way, if you've accepted the Son of God, if you've received his Son, and he dwells in you and gives record that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in your heart, his spirit bears witness with your spirit. Can I say to you, my friend, you've been born of God, birthed of God. You love the church, love the brother, love the word of God. You have that faith from within. You have that full assurance of faith that you've been accepted of God. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Not because of who you are, because of who his dear son is. And you will be holy and you will be righteous and you will live right. You know why? Because you're a child of God. You're a son of God. And therefore, God has put you into his family. He's made you heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That'll stir inside of you. That'll cause you to live right. So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Naamathite went and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So the Lord turned his captivity when he prayed for his friends, when he still loved his friends, still cared about them, still saw their great need, prayed for them. God turned his captivity. What a wonderful thing. Psalm 126 and 6, and they, of course, Israel, I realize the psalm of Israel. This is not a psalm of Job. When the Lord turned their captivity, and the streams in the south, he said, and when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. And our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. What great things? Well, when the Lord turned the captivity of Job, when the Lord turned to it, he did twice as much as he had before. And they realized the Lord has done great things for him. That's what the Lord wanted to do for Israel. That's what the Lord wanted to do for Zion. That's what the Lord wanted to do. Turn him as the streams in the south. And came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters. And all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and he bred with him in his house, and they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. Others came, and they sacrificed that Job might have. When they saw that God had turned, when they saw him in his plight, in his calamity, in the awful condition he was in, they fled from him. When they saw that the Lord had turned his captivity, when the Lord saw that he was restoring Job, they came and they offered and they bemoaned him and they sat with him and they comforted him. And now people say, well, that's a terrible friend. No, friend, sometimes a man just needs to go through his suffering to find God. And I'm going to say this without dogma, but you can't always provide comfort for people when they're under the judgment of God. You can't always provide comfort for people when they're under the wrath of God. You can't always provide comfort for people that are right with God, but suffering in their flesh. You can't be a comfort.
There's a time that all you can do is quote the Word of God, read the Word of God, sing some psalms, and it's such a little comfort to them. Why? Because they're going through something with God. They're going through a place that God has put them. But then when God turns that captivity, when God turns that trial, God turns that, oh, my friend, to step in, to provide comfort, to provide gifts, and see the joy of the Lord restored, and to see God renew them and give them strength again. What a joy that is. What a thing. Don't stop trying to give comfort to people. Don't stop trying to visit people in their affliction. But my friend, let God do his work in that. He says, they gave him an earring of gold, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 she-asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters. And this is from the wife that told him to curse God and die. God blessed him. God multiplied him. God showed Job, when I turn your captivity, my friend, you will have blessings beyond the norm. You'll have unspeakable things. There will be things in your life that will come that you can't even put into words because you know it's the hand of God. When Job's captivity was turned, he knew this was the hand of God. God only sustained him. God multiplied him. God gave him far greater than he ever had. And he called the name of the first Jemima, the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Karenhapuk. And in all the land, there was no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. God gave him beautiful daughters. God multiplied his seed through his sons, through his daughters. God blessed him beyond. They were the most beautiful of the young ladies in all of the land. Why? They were the descendants of Job, a man of God, a man that God saw his patience and God visited him and God spake to him and God restored him. And by the way, there'll be nothing fairer than the daughter of a man that God has restored that God has brought full circle and restored him. I look at some that have been wounded by sin, destroyed by sin, and God in the house of God got gloriously saved. And you look at the fairness of their daughters, the beauty of their daughters. It's a work of God. It's a miracle of God. And I realize today men want a, a bimbo. They want some woman that looks like their pornography stars with her dyed hair and her puffed up multiple colored hair and all of her makeup and her tan in bed, fake tan and bangles and jewels. And they want all of these things. You know what I enjoy? I enjoy seeing these young ladies in the house of God, that their parents are out there in sin and the parents are out there lost without Christ. And God has saved them. And God has made them so fair and so lovely and so meek and so sweet in their countenance. Those raised in preachers' homes that haven't gone the way of Jezebel, many, most, many today have gone the way of Jezebel and the appearance of Jezebel, but they've just maintained a fairness. Why? Because it's a work of God, and God's made them beautiful, and God's made them fairer than all the maidens in the land. God has made them so lovely. There's none in the land found as fair as Job's daughters. That's a wonderful thing. That's a work of God. That is something only God can do. He said their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job but 140 years and saw his sons and his son's sons even four generations. And the word of God said this, so Job died being old and full of days. What a wonderful story. Prophecy, telling, by the way, tells us so many things of end time, so many things of that man of sin, prophesied of Calvary, prophesied of the suffering Savior, prophesied of the soul of Jesus Christ being offered for sin. 
so many wonderful things, so many lessons to be learned. We can't even begin to scratch the surface. I would say if I went and visited this two years from now and came back and preached it, I'd probably be ashamed of the things that I preach, probably be ashamed of the lack of knowledge of the book of Job. Every time I read the book of Job, there's more to learn. There's more to learn. There's more to learn about this great man of God. But he died being full of age, and God had restored him. God had given him twice what he had ever had before. And what a wonderful story. But can I tell you, my friend, it's not just a Bible story. It's what God could do for you. God could take that which is broken, that which is wounded, that which is sickly, that which is hurt. And God can take it and make it new and restore again. God can give you far more than you ever imagined. He gives you those spiritual riches, those riches in Christ Jesus, far beyond your comprehension and your understanding, if you would just believe the word of God. And I believe what God's done for Job, he wants to do for us. That's why he left us the book of Job. I believe this understanding of Christ, this understanding of events, but I believe this understanding on a personal level that you and I can also have that relationship with the Lord. How's your walk with God? How's your relationship with God? Why don't you just draw nigh unto God so that he can draw nigh unto you? This completes the book of Job. We'll have guest preachers over the next two weeks. We have a brother from Tennessee, New York, Pennsylvania, Maine, North Carolina, Virginia, Oklahoma, points in between. We've got several men preaching the podcast. We thank God for them being willing to fill in. We're going to take two weeks off. Please don't stop downloading. You don't need to hear me. You need to hear these preachers. I think it's a blessing to hear some of these men. And I think it's a blessing to hear some of this preaching. Some of them aren't, aren't quite as good a quality as others, but most men have taken the time to diligently find a good quality message to preach. Talk about the sound quality, the audio quality. So bear with us on that. Try to do our absolute best. Others have used professional microphones, laptops, tablets, phones, giving us good quality material. Thank God for that. But I hope it's a blessing. I hope it really helps you. I hope it stirs within you. So make sure you tune in the next two weeks. And Lord willing, we'll be back in two weeks with a new series on the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.